Hello and welcome to another episode of Wishful Thinking. Today we're going to be talking about our post-watch thoughts for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I'm your host Ronnie and today I'm joined by Kaz, Eric, Stefan, and Jackson. Hello. What's up? So, Hello. Yeah. If we don't have any housekeeping, which I don't think we do. Not much. It's summer semester, so we're kind of going to be rolling down the content a little bit. Um, but other than that, not much. We're Enjoy your summer vacation. Today. Yeah, we are trying uh, that out. got anything planned for the upcoming months? I was thinking, said, guys said you were wanting to cover the Fast and Furious come I don't think we're going to. August or? Maybe. Oh, Gran Turismo. That was Gran Turismo, Gran Turismo maybe. maybe. Yeah, the other car movie. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. What about we'll Transformers? See. We were actually thinking about Transformers too, but I think it comes out along across the Spider-Verse. And uh. so... You know, if we had to pick or choose, there's only one correct hey, answer. We're already, yeah, we're already All right. So um, I guess the big elephant in the room for this movie is in our pre-watch thoughts, we thought that this was going to be a uh, depressing movie where the Guardians all die and there's like one laugh in this rocket because he can't die yeah. because it's being choreographed too much. Because it's his backstory and you can't yeah, die. Yeah, you can't do that. And we get to the movie and no one dies, which I thought was refreshing because it kept the stakes high because of the trailers. like The expectations. Yeah, the were, expectations mm-hmm. that someone's going to die. So it still kept the stakes while subverting expectations. It kept the stakes throughout the entire movie for you? I... The first time I saw it, I thought Peter was going to die at the end because his face. And I was okay, like, oh, yeah. okay, he's dead. But, you know, after, at the end when everybody was fighting and they tamed the um, big beasts, I was like, oh, no one's going to die. Yeah. Because, like, it it, right? it kind of got a little old for me by the time, like, the I feel like there was, like, four or five, like, near deaths. Fake outs. Yeah, fake yeah, outs. And by the goes. third time, I was like, okay, this is kind of getting old. Like, I get it that you're, like kind of playing into the expectations yeah. that they've been setting up, especially with, like, all the rocket posters. I expected but, Peter yeah. to die when he, you know, got stuck out in space and started icing. He's or, so... He should be so How many so times dead. has he done that by now? Because that happened in the first movie, too. In the second, second movie, movie, too. In the second movie. <laughs> Didn't happen so in Avengers, So, really, we should have expected him to survive just by... Yeah, I've heard people, ex machina. Yeah, I've heard people lock, liken it to like Pixar movies where it tries to manipulate your emotions. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and so it kind of felt. Like, don't all movies? Two, okay. Yeah, Pixar honestly, movies okay. are a different like, breed. We can rag. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we can rag on it, but at the end of the day, a story's supposed to make it feel something, right? Because if the yep. audience doesn't have emotional Which, connection to anything, then. What's yeah, point? <laughs> which is like me saying that I got I got a little old a little bit. Yeah, I yeah, definitely did fair. cry in this. Like it manipulated emotions. There were some feels. Yeah. The near death experience of just seeing Rocket on that operating table, <laughs> seeing him. That was the one. The afterlife. The one in the afterlife got me. Yeah, I think like, yeah, I did that get everyone then? It did not get me. Of course it did. I, heartless. <laughs> heartless. I am heartless. I have no... And speaking of that, though, I've, I've, seen, <laughs> I've seen a lot of people talk about the animal cruelty in this movie and how they mm. can't re-watch the movie because of all the stuff that's being done to animals. And I wonder what you guys thought about that because I didn't... I love animals, right? Yeah. I love dogs, yeah. cats, everything. Yeah. Peter did I, come I out with a statement saying that this is... No, that was, yeah. like, probably the hardest thing really yeah, in the movie for me. I didn't care about, like... Peter could turn into a popsicle and was, like, I didn't give a shit. It was whatever. But as soon as they brought in the little baby raccoons and like the little animals and they like and they shot the little rabbit, the little cyborg that, uh, spider Them shooting thing. the spider yeah. rabbit was and they, cyborg and they rabbit shot the otter. Lilla. Yeah. 
Let's talk about like total bait and switch from the trailers. Yeah. I think pretty much everybody thought Lilo was be- going to become a recurring character, mm-hmm. but mm. no, she got killed off right in Rocket's backstory. And not going to lie, I think that's one of the cases where people's expectations from how the trailers presented it really worked in the film's in the favor. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think any other time it would have been really easy for us to be like, oh, yeah, she's totally going to die in his backstory. But yeah, I'll also say on that note, I mean, that was actually one of the things I was thinking about like right after the movie. I'm like, you know, there's a lot of cruelty, uh, like animal cruelty in this movie, more than I kind of thought there would be. But, like, you know, I had two thoughts. One, honestly, they did it in kind of a tasteful manner. To, uh, like, they didn't, like, obviously, it's, I mean, it's a Marvel movie, so they have to appeal to, you know, family demographics. But, like, you know, it's there, one. there are certain tricks of the trade um, when it comes to filmmaking where you can, like, insinuate and people get this still the emotional impact of mm-hmm. animal cruelty mm-hmm. without, like, necessarily showing blood and guts, which... Yeah. You know, there's a lot of gore in general in this movie. Not with a lot of the animals, though. But not with the animals. So, like, I feel like PETA's response in that regard is kind of... (laughs) They actually did do a response. They said that it was, like, a really good movie for teaching humans that animals are things, too. You shouldn't... Just it's a meme at this point. (laughs) It's a meme at this point. But I will say, kind of tying off onto that thing of where they don't really show it, but they imply it, and Mm -hmm. I almost think that that's worse in in a way that works for them is like nothing is scarier sort of mindset where your mind you know fills Mm -hmm. in the blight yeah it kind of fills in the blight like because one one scene that really stuck in my head was when they were kind of showing the backstory or like they were they were projecting like the 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 video and it was only the audio we couldn't actually see what was happening to them but everyone was surrounding and everyone was like covering their mouth like the characters in the movie were like about to like cry and, and vomit, and they're even like, this is terrible. Yeah. They're like, "This yeah. is worse than what happened to to me." And I was like, yeah. "Okay, well, it must be terrible." But you can't see it, but you can hear it, yeah. and so you yeah. start imagining what's happening. Yeah. And that 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 was one of the parts that was like, uh, "Well, yeah." But then you compare it. To, uh, I mean, my main my main thing with that is like, then you compare it to uh, movies that actually have animal cruelty, like very genuine. Like if it makes me think of weirdly enough, Hannibal uh, Cannibal Holocaust. Um, and it's a, it's a super essentially it's one, it's one of the earliest um, mockumentary or not mockumentary uh, like found footage film slash like uh, snuff film quote unquote and it, it's huge thing was like on realness and they actually documented real animal abuse and mm. and everything and so I'm like you know that's why I say <laughs> I see we see a lot of like gore in this movie and I'm just appreciative that at the very least the animals, is more implied. Yeah, not and to mention they're not real. That's yeah. all. <laughs> Which, I don't know if you like following James Gunn's uh, Twitter mm-hmm. on, and he keeps posting little like videos of the test footage that they did with all of the VFX for the animals. It's like, uh, I saw it incredible. back in Guardians 1 and seeing Bradley Cooper just like <laughs> <laughs> act like a raccoon. I was just like, I yeah. love this already. Like yeah. Cosmo was like entirely CGI, which. Like, holy shit. Like, yeah. coming from Ant-Man's crap, like, hey. stupid CGI, hey. I will trash on Ant-Man all day. <laughs> we spend an hour. Like, going here and, like, it, it was it was pretty much seamless, yeah. especially the environments in space. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep thinking about that uh, sentient, like, spaceship that they break into. Mm-hmm. Like, that whole sequence, I thought, uh, was, like, really well done CGI-wise. It was Among Us. 
Yeah, it was. <laughs> he specifically called out too that that wasn't an Among Us reference, which was hilarious to me. <laughs> it looks like it looked like it's. Anyways, yeah, everyone <laughs> was saying it from the trailer, and I and I saw it. All, I saw my chance. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I did want to loop back around to the discussion of how nobody dies in this film. Right. Um, how you're talking about the uh, use of fakeouts throughout. I did not. I didn't necessarily notice that same thing, but I did want to just comment briefly. I think it was honestly for the best, like you said, Ronnie, that um, they chose not to kill off any of the main characters in this, because mm-hmm. looking back on it, I think it's a really good sort of allegory for a family that's growing up and everyone's trying to develop in their own ways, but they can't do that if they're all dependent on each other, which I think, you know, as college students and graduates is especially uh, right. very yeah. relatable sort I didn't of feeling. Think of it from there. Yeah. I mean, basically this whole trilogy has been seeing this group of just complete, I don't know, I guess they call it assholes in the first one. Yeah. <laughs> like a group of assholes become yeah, a family the by the end. that everyone... And in a meta way, that's also kind of really nicely tied into the collector of trying to enforce a form of perfection and... High evolutionary? Uh, high evolutionary. Yeah, the hap- mm. I keep <laughs> wanting to <laughs> call him the high evolutionary. The movie, I heard you kept on saying the collector, and I'm like, is he, yeah. he's in this movie? <laughs> high <laughs> evolutionary. Oh. Uh, I, I do agree with you, Eric. I, I think that James Gunn, with him leaving the, the MCU, I think that he set the Guardians up to have an ending, but he also, I think killing them off would have ripped them away from the MCU as a whole yeah. and mm-hmm. from other directs. It would have felt like Rogue One again, but not as good. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I do agree with the themes of, I, I'd like your link between the themes of like the high evolutionary. He's um, trying to, you know, create a perfect family, but, right. you know, Guardians shows, like, authenticity isn't necessarily just because it's perfect. Like, these guys still... Mm-hmm always get on each other's nerves frequently in the movie, but also we still see that, you know, they really do care about each other. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's... Plus, really... I will say, too, I think it's emotionally more impactful, this way of seeing everybody split up, you know, not, you know, it's not... That's the, like, overall, that's kind of my impression of this movie. It's like, it didn't go out with a bang, but it did go out with a fantastic sizzle. <laughs> Like, mm. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, this movie, honestly, compares to other movies, like, it, there was not that much action uh, in it, really, for my taste, yeah, compared really? to other... Third, uh, the final third act, I think, and at well, the yeah, start. Well, yeah, but, like, the, you movie. know, I'm, I'm, I'm still used to, like, MCU, like, these grandiose things, and you're seeing something a little bit more down-to-earth, you know. Jackson, I think you and I were talking about this, about, like, it just being a very much a James Gunn movie and not an MCU movie. Mm-hmm. It was um, definitely a James Gunn movie first, <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, but I... I just feel like killing off even anybody would uh, would just kind of lessen the blow and be like, okay, well, it's a one and done, boom, bam, everything, eh, we're gone. But instead, just seeing like <laughs> seeing Gamora just being like, okay, well, you're cool, I guess, and I can see why past me would have liked you, but I'm not gonna fall in love with you again. Mm, and I, then seeing like I everybody yeah, like, I have so much stuff to say <laughs> about Gamora. <laughs> well, before, but before we say yeah, that, yeah. Eric, can you please give your final thoughts of the movie and your final score before you have to go? Uh. Honestly, solid, like, 8.5, maybe 9 out of 10. I honestly think it's probably the best Guardians movie I do too. that we've had. 
emotional beats really hit hard. I think, yeah, it's not as bombastic as other MCU films, but I think that sense of variety is what's going to help the MCU in the long mm-hmm. run, you know, kind of like what DC's trying to do. But, yeah, definitely would give it a strong recommend. And for the, I mean, yeah, this is like your last podcast recording since you've graduated, so sorry that you couldn't hang out for longer. Congrats. But, you know, always nice to get to talk with all of you guys. I really enjoyed all of these, and I will be definitely looking forward to the next few podcasts, as the rest of you should. <laughs> <laughs> well, see you, Eric. Bye, Eric. Bye, Eric. Have fun at work. Yeah, try to. Yeah. I think you should be able to open that door, right? The double door. The double door. 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 It's like oh a $600 vault door, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just he was like walking through. He's like, yeah, that's probably more ex- the most expensive thing in this just space the is the door. <laughs> that's crazy. Also, no, my computer okay. I okay. would just like to say, Do you want this... to pull it up on my Actually, that'd be great. Actually. Maybe this is okay. This is gonna sound like a weird comparison, but I do that all the time, anyways. It's this feels like the Guardians trilogy feels very much like the Kung Fu Panda trilogy, um, where mm. one is like super bombastic and it establishes themes. Second, kicks ass like beyond ass, and the third one, there's not much going on, but it's like a nice resolution for everybody. And it's really. filling out a backstory. Type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Kung Fu Panda. Guardians is the Kung Fu Panda of the MCU. Kung Fu Panda is a goaded franchise, and I will always stand by it. I didn't watch it. Even the shows? so good. The shows? Yeah. There's like two of them. On Netflix, so that should tell you what that is. Well, no. One was produced before Netflix. It just got moved to Netflix. The other was produced by Netflix, though, and the animation's a little scuffed. Also, I don't think Jack Black's back in that, but I'm not 100% sure. Damn. Damn. They really did It's like when they replaced Robin Williams as the genie with Homer Simpson's voice actor for Aladdin 2. (laughs) Oh. One thing that I really liked about Guardians. The comedy. Okay, I have it, some thoughts about this, too. Oh. <laughs> some, thoughts, some good thoughts or what? Thoughts. Mixed. Mixed thoughts. Okay, I was going to say, for me, sometimes it felt like they, there were a couple times on, like, okay, I don't know if, like, the joke needed to be stuffed in there type of thing. Okay, we have similar thoughts. That's just... 95% of the time... Or at least when it hit, it hit. it hit. And it wasn't like baby Marvel comedy. Like, I got so used to Avengers comedy. Well, Joss Whedon style? Joss Whedon, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. just very, like, corny, preteen to teenager. The bad guy's type right of, behind me, isn't he? Ha ha, you know, or ha He said shit, you know, ha ha. Yeah. You know, just to, like, but the comedy actually, like, was funny. Like, I laughed yeah. multiple times. And My, that was the first time I laughed in any Marvel movie in what? a while. In oh, a while. I to say what? In a while. In a while. <laughs> I mean, Quantumania had some funny moments, not because the, the movie was intentionally funny. So yeah. Yeah. But my biggest problem, and I, I'm a huge James Gunn stan. I feel like I say that in, like, every single wishful thinking we've done. But it was hard for me to laugh when it's like, oh, yeah, Rocket's sitting there, like, dying, and the stakes are so high, and, like, all of this is happening, mm. and they're still dropping, like, jokes. Yeah, yeah. Part of me was like, I'm chuckling, but I'm also, like, this is, like whew, there's a yeah. lot happening. A little bit of dissonance yeah, going on there. Yeah, a little bit of dissonance. Well, especially but it's also the Guardians. So yeah, like, like, of course they're going to— And gonna... he's, like, stable, so, like— <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, especially since, like, 
I, and I counted this. There were like three or four separate times where they're like, "Our friend's dying. Can we hurry this up?" Yeah. Our friend, like that. That joke was made like three, four separate yeah. times in the span of like <laughs> half an hour. And I'm just and like, I, it didn't get old for me, but I was just like, this feels like a very morbid joke. Mm-hmm. So like, am I like? It kind of. I was like, am I supposed to be laughing at that? It's kind of funny. <laughs> it's but almost also, like James Gunn is like in the script, like, okay, this bit's going on for too long. Let me just have the characters remind us what the yeah. actual mission is. <laughs> but um, I agree, Kaz, the jokes, they built up. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. for example... James like, Gunn is great at that, though. Yeah. Like, the building up joke. I feel like he does that in every single... Like, the spear in Suicide Squad. Uh-huh. In Guardians 2, I don't remember what it was, but there was one constantly reoccurring one. Was it Taserface? I think it was Taserface. Taserface, Taser yeah. Maybe I can't it was remember. Group. No, it was Taserface. Oh, okay. Taserface was Guardians 2. I will also say, though, like... Compared to all three, like, if you compare all three movies, even in that regard, James Gunn did an incredible job in just, like, the language of the film and, like, the overall feel. Because, like, Mm -hmm. in the first one, again, it's all quippy. It's all, you know, everyone's kind of discovering their ground. Um, Again, this is all coming from a more linguistic standpoint of, like, oh, you know, kind of seeing we're getting used to these characters, how they talk, their mannerisms, their jokes. Um, But by the third movie, it's just super mature, Mm -hmm. like... Even the like even Drax's jokes felt like a lot more sincere and uh, like warm hearted, <laughs> whereas the first movie is just like, okay, I get it, he's an asshole because but he doesn't mean to be. Here it's just like, like that 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 scene where it's like you were born to be a dad. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I have thoughts I about Drax because I oh yeah. don't agree with that. Also, uh-huh. I think Drax is. J- I know he's supposed to be like this like buffoon that has like no care in the world, but I feel like. But I guess it kind of works because of the the, situa- the situation where Nebula and Mantis are arguing. And she, Mantis is like, you know, don't call him fucking stupid because he's like the heart of the, team. the family. Mm-hmm. And I thought that moment was really well done. I was, think Drax was, a, besides Rocket, Drax yeah. was a huge, like the, one of the mm-hmm. standouts of this movie yeah. for mm-hmm. sure. In the first showing, people were silent because I think they were hit by like Mantis like making him forget because it really hurt his feelings that, she, that oh, he yeah. thought that she was stupid. But in the second one, people were laughing at it, and I was yeah. like, huh? <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> like, right, because you watched it twice. Yeah, yeah. and I was huh. like, huh. I can see both sides both of that. Those. But I think that like speaks to James Gunn's writing because he like overshadows, not overshadows, he mixes his humor with his drama. And in mm-hmm. that moment, it can be shown either way, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it does. Yeah. yeah. And Drax, Drax has to grow on me, I guess. I just, okay. I played the Guardians game, have you? Yes, I did. Drax is so much better in that. He is really good. So, <laughs> yeah. I hate, I mean, maybe we don't want to go on a whole spiral of the game. <laughs> no, no, But no, the no, game sorry. is incredible and needs a lot more love. Mm. And if Guardians you, team. Exactly. Okay. If okay. you loved Guardians 3, you need, a, the gameplay is like, it's hit or miss at times, mm. but the story and the writing is incredible. Mm. And that's all I'll say. Jackson, do you want to know why that, that game didn't get as much love as it did? Because it came out at the same time as God of War. No, what, when did it come out? No, it, it came out around the same time as Marvel's bad. Avengers. That's a good point, Marvel's <laughs> Avengers. And everyone <laughs> thought that it was going to be more of the same, and it was actually a really fucking good game. Oh, sorry, I'm getting to it. Wait, I'm you're, gonna, you're a Marvel's then. Avengers fan? No. No, it's Guardians. Guardians. Uh, Guardians was, was incredible. It was, yes. Anyways. Anyways. I want to talk about Gamora. And mm. Peter's relationship. They handle that so well. Yeah, and it's like a kind of a mirror of the high evolutionary's goal because the high evolutionary can't let things be, and he can't be okay with the things, with the way things are. And Peter 
is kind of the same way because he wants Gamora to be this different thing that she really isn't because it's not the same Gamora. And I like at the end, he basically learns the mistake that the High Evolutionary made that he has to be okay with the things that, with the way things are and he can't change anyone. Mm. And I liked the analogy of him swimming in the pond instead mm. of hopping from lily pad <laughs> to lily pad. Mm. And I'm so glad that James Gunn didn't have Gamora and Peter get back together because... I think it would have undercut the whole theme of the movie. Yeah. So yeah. I just thought their relationship was so well That done. and also when it does end and there is that moment of like, I could see how I could like yeah. live with you another life. But then she goes to the Ravagers and it's obvious that she has a family there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's pretty obvious, at least I think the idea was that this is a different Gamora. They're never going to get back together, but that's yeah. okay. They're yeah. going to live their own lives and be, and we, we see that Star-Lord will return. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I loved, considering that that wasn't like a James, I don't think James Gunn had any say in that. Yeah. No. And he so he just had so to well. write it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because of other ones, not mistakes, but choices, I guess. Because he said, it, like, one of the first things that was, like, said in the movie when they first meet up was, like, something about how, that's not actually her family, and, like, her family is actually right here with the Guardians. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of ties back into that where, like, that scene where she goes back and was like, hey, you're back, you know, and yeah. this whole, like, familial reunion type of thing. And it almost is like, yeah, the old one, maybe not, but her now, yeah, it's like a new kind of family. And I, I remember we talked about that right after the movie came out. I'm so glad that they didn't. Mm-hmm. just kind of force that like oh you're right oh my gosh I love you it's like <laughs> I love you too and they run to you know and all's all's merry you know yeah. I'm glad that it just kind of bittersweet you gotta yeah. learn how to you gotta learn how to swim yeah. like the thing it, it shows the reco- repercussions of the universe because mm-hmm. I had, that's the biggest thing I had with the snap in the MCU there's like there was like some repercussions of how they sh- <laughs> like showcased how it affected people in WandaVision and No Way Home but like here like James Gunn takes a repercussion of something that happened in a past movie and actually makes it work and actually delves yeah. into it which I don't think the MCU does enough I wish because I saw this thing a lot where when you see Nebula reacting to Rocket being okay and she's like full on crying mm-hmm. they didn't really tie into this but Nebula and Rocket were the only two guardians that survived during the five year mm-hmm. period and so they must have gotten really close and I didn't feel like we got to see that dynamic enough that was the one thing where going into that I expected to see them really getting along because in Guardians 2 you kind of see that yeah. mm-hmm. and now they've had even more time but at the end of the day Rocket was yeah. half dead for she the whole movie so. <laughs> yeah she was I can't pretty really attached and that was something because I don't remember the last two movies or really too ma- too much of the past Guardians or like yeah. however they've been tied in um, in the past mm-hmm. but I remember that she made a comment about saying how he basically invented most everything that's on her body mm-hmm. at this point. And so I was like, okay, so there's something there. And then, like you said, that scene where she hears that he's alive and almost, like, starts crying. I think in the middle of, like, fighting somebody or whatever. And so I was like, okay, so there's something. But it, I want a little bit more. It was like, it was enough where it's, like, fans who have been paying it, or I guess, like, ha- did rewatch or, like, yeah, knew yeah, what was yeah. going on. was like, oh, that's why. Mm-hmm. But it kind of left everyone else mm-hmm. out of the loop, I feel like. And there should have been... Something. But I should have watched the other ones. Well, that's yeah. on me. It's fine. But that, honestly, that's that's what I really appreciated going into this movie too. Was just like, like I said, it didn't go in with bang, and I was a little worried that I was just trying to pack in too much, like most Marvel movies do nowadays. Mm-hmm. I still um, think it did pack in too much, but well, I I don't I know because <laughs> I kind of well, I kind of disagree on that take, mostly because like 
it's like the framing in and of itself was fascinating to see because I thought like we were going to I was not expecting this to be like a vignette of backstory like intermittent and flashbacks. Mm-hmm. I thought this was literally just going to be like opening scene, here's Rocky's backstory, blah blah blah. Gamora somehow gets her memories back um and then someone dies. Uh, a boohoo, and then we're all united together. But then, like, it's... <laughs> I go in, and it's... And, like, I thought... Legit, I thought Thor was going to be in this movie, too, even mm-hmm. though, like, after the Oh, fact, yeah. <laughs> it was funny how neither... Nor Taika Waititi nor James Gunn was like, yeah, we don't want to do There's this. Like, nope. So they, like, immediately <laughs> split it up immediately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but like, that's what I... Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm always a sucker for, like, just stories about people. And so, yeah. and that's what I really love about the Guardians. It's like, yeah, you know, you got weird sci-fi hijinks, and I love sci-fi hijinks. Um, you know, it goes back to my mm-hmm. earlier comment with Ant Man and why I kind of digged Ant Man three. I wish there was more to it, a lot more. Um, <laughs> Which was a movie. <laughs> it was a movie. It was the most movie ever. It Jackson. was a movie. <laughs> yeah, that's all I can say about that. But um, I mean, you know, it's it's. I mean, it's setting real people. In weird-ass situations, and I have always liked that in fiction. Um, I will agree with you. I think the structure of this movie was really unconventional because it's not what I thought it was going to be going in because Mm -hmm. I think the trailers did a really good, like, trick. Mm -hmm. I know people people have mixed opinions on how trailers trick people. (laughs) But I think that the trailer had shots that seemed like it was at the end of the movie, Mm -hmm. and then when we started seeing those shots at the Mm -hmm. beginning of when, like, Peter's in um, Nebula's hands or yeah. Rocket on the table. <laughs> I love mm-hmm. how they brought, uh, I yeah. thought when I saw the trailers, I was like, oh, that's the end. Like, yeah. That's yeah. It. And, and it said it's just him very first. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's also yeah. like, fucked up. I was watching this whole thing because that whole thing is like a prop doll that looks exactly yeah. like Peter Quill. It's like 35 oh, that pounds. Gunn, that, that James Gunn has in his house. That people would continue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're gonna... It looks so good. good. <laughs> it does. Um, it's a lot. I know. But <laughs> speaking of which, first fuck bomb, and then I loved it. Film. That yeah. was a that so was the they've been setting it up too because I <laughs> yeah. feel like it was like oh, this has the first f bomb guys and you already think it's gonna be like we're the fucking guardians of the galaxy. Yeah. No, it's open the fucking door. <laughs> and I loved it. It's God. like the joke escalating from Nebula not being open to the door, then to fucking you know Peter Quill like swearing and then like her finishing it off with like uh, your instructions were really bad. <laughs> yeah. like, I was like that was. Like, it, 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 it fit itself into the movie organically. It didn't feel like... Because some people missed it. And so yeah. I mm. think that the that's the way to do it. The 30-year-old white moms didn't because they would get out of their phone and start freaking out. Yes, yeah. <laughs> PG-13, unacceptable. Gotta, gotta check, does the dog die? Do y'all know that oh, forum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't know. Oh, I don't. Dog. Does <laughs> the dog die, die is, uh, is a forum... That has a list of like triggers, so like, oh, oh you know, okay. it does an a- animal cruelty, blah blah blah, you know, swearing, all that. Um, and some some people have kind of joshed on it because it gets a little like, okay, all right, like, it, you know, you start stretching it a little bit. You're stretching, you're grasping yeah. at straws a little <laughs> bit, and so that's what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah, check uh, check. Does the dog die if the F slurs? Yeah, oh, that, the F word. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little different. This this movie is checking all those boxes, so I might want to check that that forum to see what they have to say yeah. about plays. <laughs> As you were saying before, with the the actual like gore of the movie, mm-hmm. that was a lot more than. And it's not like actual. It's more alien gore. I feel like right. 
Wait, that was the High Evolutionary's face being ripped off. Okay, that was a lot. That was a lot. I I thought that was so cool. Because I I saw the little. I was actually really happy that they peeled the face because the little little, little, coming off. The laptop was off, and I was like, somebody needs to fix that. It's really bothering me right now. And so instead of like just putting it back on, they shirked. I was like, ah, relief. I forgot about that. But specifically. Which I'm gonna start going off about is the single shot where it's the guardians and they finally reunite yep. and they just start mowing down the aliens and that and it's just bloody and gory and like it's it's alien gore so you almost don't notice it mm-hmm. but it's still enough that it feels impactful and you got the music the guardians music playing in the background it wasn't the theme but it's licensed music so yeah. it still works the soundtrack in this movie is so good I was yeah I have so say. many of the tracks on my playlist the right actual now. so the actual soundtrack the um. Not the licensed music, but the actual score itself is not done by Tyler Bates this time. No, it's, it's done by person. someone who else? Different yeah. person. I haven't. Oh. I can look it up. But he only used the actual Guardian scene like once or twice, and I was kind of missing that. Mm-hmm. But he still nailed it with the licensed music. There was no the chain moment like in Guardians 2. Mm. But I will say, I was very happy that they included more like 90s stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, because I feel like, and uh, again, this is kind of a. I'm sure a lot of like old artists love Guardians of the Galaxy because mm-hmm. they see like the checks start coming in again because <laughs> everyone's gonna start listening to the music. But yeah, like they had what is it, Creep? Yeah, uh, had like at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, was it Beastie Boys? They, they did have Beastie Boys. Beastie I love Boys. the Beastie Boys. I slap. It was slapped uh, so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had some like good. Good pickings. The music was always good. Was it? Even the, I mean, even the licensed music, which admittedly I felt like I felt like it was a bit weird, and maybe it's just because like two years of quarantine and not going to the cinema, and I'm still getting used to like actually being in theaters, um, and so and being with people. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's it's still weird, and it, like it's it's interesting to just note that I'm like like because like I was engaged the entire time, and then all of a sudden like my eyes drift. I'm like, uh, people screen. Okay, back. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, it's interesting that you note that because, A, I was not a huge ma- – I don't know if this is, was true for the rest of the Guardians movie, but it felt like the licensed music was a little much and they just kept on, like, cutting it back to back to back. Maybe that was just me and my perception I of time. I, I think that's just you. I, I think <laughs> – Maybe. I, just I don't think know. the way it's, it's like, like diegetic in the movie, like, that Peter has, like, well, the mo- – like Yeah, the, from, di- from diegetic standpoint, I, I understand. It's just from, like, a practical one that I'm like, feels a little weird. But my second point with that is, it, it's, interestingly enough, it does tie in back into that overall theme of, like, growth and – Mm-hmm. Um, and like actually moving on, mm-hmm. uh, because the first two movies are kind of stagnant. In you know, for, if we're framing this from Peter's perspective, you know, it's stagnant back in the seventies. It's stagnant back into the music that he listened to as a mm-hmm. kid. That and he wanted to cherish and hold on to those memories and hold on to, you know, all that anguish and all that trauma that he went through. And this movie, he finally gets that release, and that's when we start going into the nineties music. And even by the end, Rocket puts on like a song from what the two thousands oh, playlist. Yes, yeah. yeah. Well, that's I the think whole that thing. was my one song that oh, I was okay. like. Eh. Yeah. Me, uh, I, you me like too. Song? I actually yeah. don't remember it to be honest. Was, I, I, forgot. Forgot. I was like, but this is not working for me. Too far ahead. <laughs> yeah. That was the whole thing, though. Like Guardians One, you've got Amazing Mix One, which I actually own the record of. Yeah, do you? And, yeah, and then you've got Amazing CD. Mix Two, mm-hmm. which is his mom's, and it's not the '80s. And then they get the actual little digital player that has 300 songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my crazy. god. <laughs> the Zoomy or whatever. But the I love that yeah. evolution of music tying into their almost like. Gradual, I guess. 
like evolution. What, the evolution of yeah. Yeah. Speaking of evolution, is he that right there? Okay, uh, let's talk about the high evolutionary. Right. Professional. That's nice. I think that <laughs> <laughs> in a yeah, let's do it. Um, so yeah, I, mean, I, I think could, yeah. he's the best villain of Phase Four, and I think Easily. he's what Kang should have been because. He has the same powers, pretty much. The yeah. weird telekinesis that you were talking to me about. The bla- the, <laughs> yeah. The, or, the yeah. Kang blast. So I don't and, want you to say this because now what they're going to do because of the whole Jonathan Major oh, shit. Oh, I know. I know. They're going to want to reek. They're going to try to find a way to make them so like. High Evolutionary was a version of Kang from the multiverse stuff. And uh, now I've already seen it. He's already going <laughs> to. I really. They won't I really do don't it. want. They won't do it. And that, that's a little Just bit don't weird. put it out like, into the universe. <laughs> <laughs> It's already out there. I'm sorry, Jackson. But uh, I uh, he well, the difference between him and Kang is Kang would just monologue and monologue and mm-hmm. not do anything. Here, the high evolutionary, we actually see him do horrible things and be horrible. And through the flashbacks, which I thought was smart, we actually see him throughout the whole movie instead of instead of just like sprinkled yeah. like here and there. I felt like his presence was even felt when he he wasn't even there because of. You know, uh, mm-hmm. the spaceship they break into, he's on the screens in the background, the high evolutionaries thing. And just with, you know, him being a, a big force in Rocket's life and him being the reason that he's on that table because he can't be saved. Yeah. I just thought he was an overbearing presence in this movie, and I thought he just worked. Well, mm-hmm. the gore also wor- works to exemplify that because, I mean, you remember, you see on the spaceship, you know, where like, oh, we're commandeering this ship. Mm-hmm. It felt, and, 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 and this is kind of where I felt like it diverged a lot from Ant-Man 3 and Quant- or Quantumania, where in, <laughs> in Quantumania, uh, you know, uh, shoot, uh, Kang. Kang. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to call him Kronos for some reason. I'm like, that's not right. That's not going to happen for another year when we get the Percy Jackson TV show. Oh, my <laughs> God. Of course you're excited for that. I oh, am white. too. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, it's going to be so good. Oh, but no, Kang. You know, in Kang, he's like, oh, I'm all powerful, blah, blah, blah. Killed by ants. In this mm. one, we're commandeering the ship. Kills everybody in the blast radius. I'm like, holy crap! All right, yeah. so this, like, we already, and that's and that's what I really liked about this is like he, he doesn't feel the need to have to like show off his powers until like he's just annoyed. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. see that throughout. Like all he all he's doing is walking around. There's a point where even he's like weak at some point mm-hmm. with like oh you know mass uh, or. Uh, the high evolutionary uh, sire has gone out of his treatment and everything, yeah. and and, oh, yeah. and all that, which I didn't understand, and they never resolved they that. Never said <laughs> yeah. about that. Which I, totally that, that was the one that was a pl- one plot thread that I'm like, I kind of wish they dealt more into this. I digress, but like you know, you see this entire time, Quill pulls out the guns and he's like, oh yeah, whatever, and then he kill and Quill and Groot kill everybody in his vicinity. He's like, I don't care. The whole thing collapses. They escape. He's like, <sighs> I mean, that being said, but also. Like, that final fight with him took, like, what, 30 seconds of all the Guardians taking him down? Like, he's not mm. that physically powerful. No. And that's what I love is, like, we finally don't have a villain where it's like, oh, my gosh, the whole universe is going to die or the whole multiverse is at risk or whatever. He's just blah, 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 a blah, dude. Blah. He's just a dude that has, yeah, like, yeah. some really bad issues that have messed with the Guardians, and yeah. it felt more contained in that way. Mm-hmm. Even, like, even Guardians 2 had that whole thing where it's like, oh, but we have to kill the Celestial because otherwise Ego is going to take over the universe or yeah. whatever. This felt a lot more contained. Wait, That's... Ego was a Celestial? Yeah, no, it was, it was weird. Okay. Yeah. 
No, I well, see, and, I, and this is contentious. Like this is kind of a kind of contentious, double sided thing. And so I might sound hypocritical for say for playing for both sides. I kind of like that he's not that complex. He's just mm-hmm. evil because he's like, yeah, you you got uh, you know human beings are kind of shit. I'm a social Darwinian. I believe in eugenics. You know, literally. Yeah, we don't we good. don't need to sympathize with him. He's just evil. Yeah, it was a good switch because I feel mm-hmm. like I'm, I kept seeing ever since um, Quantum Mania came out, all these memes comparing um, Thanos and Kang, Kang. Kang. Mm-hmm. and they're Not like Thanos was like the first Avengers. He was behind the entire Avengers level threat yeah. attack on, the, and then Kang gets like. Destroyed exiled into a weird ant thing and then just gets eaten by a bunch of ants. And then not even really, but then one dude in his mid-40s like beats the shit out of him and then beats, you Fucking know, this Ant-Man guy that's Ant-Man ends up beating his ass. And like, you know, it's... Yeah, it's a different version is the idea that I think they're trying to play off and so eventually there'll yeah. be a more powerful king. But that's... They then, were what, that was the king of the conqueror though. Exactly. What a bad way to play that off. And that was kind of an issue too is like then at the end scene you see all these other kings and the whatever and it's like okay so like who cares? Like it doesn't... It, Especially now who cares? The smallest not. little thing that they might have got me on that I like the little inkling of caring just completely disappeared when they showed a bunch of them because I'm like okay. okay it's just going to be a rinse and repeat they're going to keep like what's the difference between them? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's just the same person but this one sure he might not have the threat that they were trying to go for with Kang or that they went for and worked with with Thanos but I don't mind that. Like I don't I don't I feel like they tried to go so grand with it again because it worked the first time. And then it's almost better to stick with a smaller villain and really make it work than to try to go for some mega, you know, world-ending being and just fall on your face with it. Well, I was just going to say, and that's that's part of my appeal for this, too. And and I mentioned this, like, way back when in our... uh, pre-watch predictions for uh, for Quantumania is like that's why I really love the Guardians and Ant-Man because they really do still feel like comic books like you know comic books yeah they, you had Crisis on Infinite Earths and these like long story arcs for the regular Crisis is DC but you know whatever um, you know you still had these long like Secret Wars for example you know you had these long stars but you still had these small snapshots of time of them just like doing goofy ass shit with like low like low tier villains and that's what I really liked about them it was just like oh yeah this dude is just a dude yeah and that's yeah. what I liked about both trilogies you know one was a little more successful than the other but a little um, <laughs> anyway <laughs> I, I agree though. I agree I think he he served the uh, the the movie and he, I think it's even said like Peter's like oh you want to take over the world he's like no I don't want to take over the world I just want to do this little thing called eugenics yeah he's like okay he's kind of off doing his own yeah. thing of yeah. like <laughs> a, basically a science test of like okay this didn't work scrap it try again like he's not really bothered he's only killing off his own creation. Oh I will gosh. say there was one line in the movie where I, I don't I might just completely be making it up but the fact where um, right before they try to commandeer the ship or whatever or try to like mutiny or whatever and he, um, she was like uh, I think I remember her saying something like oh you're not God and he's like Oh, so it was yeah, a great line. No God. Yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, I there is no God. So I had to step in, and I was like, "What a banger oh. line!" James mm-hmm. Gunn's pen was like on fire. <laughs> <laughs> it was right. It was a meme with like the the pen exactly. on fire. <laughs> Dude, that was so you know good. what? I bet that man wrote everything on the toilet. Not and not in a bad way. Did you way, see but... how he uh, wrote like the the beginning of the Infinity Stones in like half an hour? 
for yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Literally, how they started. It, yeah. He just went with it for like a half an hour. He's like, oh, whatever. This isn't going to be a big thing. And, and now that man is in charge of DC. He didn't yeah. understand. It's the MCU. They have to like continue with the continuity, <laughs> and they can't like just. Well, Which is why sometimes. it's working out so well in Phase Four and Five, right? Yeah. Side note: Is it Phase Five right now? Yeah, Phase yeah. 5. Uh, Quantum Mania started in Phase 5. That should not have started Phase 5. No. This movie should have started Phase 5. By the way, sure. side note, uh, I was telling Jackson this. Uh, now that James Gunn is a part of DC, I really want him to direct a Plastic Man movie because I think <laughs> his style in Plastic Man, beautiful. He probably won't direct it, but it'll probably happen. Do we yeah. want to talk about James Gunn doing DC stuff with this movie being his last Marvel one? Like, how, oh. Oh, yeah. how do we feel about that? Sure. Um, I feel like we're kind of jumping, I'm, but... I'm happy with the jump, honestly. I mean, yeah. I'm obviously biased, but... I I, th- I think it's going to be... Uh, here with what he does with Adam Warlock and the powers and the flying is kind of like a trial run for me, at least for how he would do Superman. Uh-huh. And I thought he did it Just really... Just not as dumb. Yeah. yeah. I, thought he would, I thought he did really good with that, and... I think it, I think it's fine. He he left the Guardians in a good state, and he's off to do new things. The biggest thing that I see online, and I don't share this personally, is that all of his movies have to be this sort of comedic beat and doesn't take anything seriously, and they're nervous mm-hmm. how going into like the Superman or the other teams that because he's doing a lot of obscure DC stuff from that video that he shared a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I think that he's just like I get that fear. But I also f- have faith in James Gunn that he knows where to draw the line and he knows where a joke should stop or to just not even write a mm-hmm. comedic sort of story like that. And I don't think he's going to go that comedic with yeah. Superman. Based I don't think on this that's, movie, yeah. I think it was like... Because there were some times where I can see why people might be worrying about it. Because like we said, there were some times where the jokes were happening almost to the detraction of just how severe the situation was. Um, but few and far in between, you know, so really not that much. But the times where it was just pure emotional, even for those short little minutes, it really hit. So I think all he needs to do is just learn how to stretch those parts out and just yeah. be a little bit more selective on where the jokes are, and that's really not, for somebody of his stat, you know, is yeah. not going to be that big of a deal. I think... I mean, it might get me back into the movies, that's for sure. So. And well, and furthermore, I feel like it's a double standard because, like, so many people throughout phase one through three were, like, eating up Joss Whedon's style, even though, let's be honest, <laughs> it was the same cookie-cutter script, and it yes. drove me insane. I hate Joss Whedon. I hate, <laughs> listen, Joss Whedon is the reason for the MCUification of things. I am convinced. I hate that man. He is on my villain list. Have I shared, you with, uh, have I shared my villain list with you, Ronnie? No, but I know he's on it. He is on it now. Him and Hans Zimmer, for different reasons. Funnily enough, both were involved in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Anyhow. That score was banger, though, for Amazing Spider-Man 2. uh, Yeah, it was with Pharrell Williams, too. (laughs) Well, I thought it, but... (laughs) Yeah. um, But no, I mean, I... I, Well, there's that. And the other thing, too, is, like, it's a different... Like, it's, you know... Marvel now is a different culture than it was, like, way back when it was starting with Joss Whedon. And so, and, like, James Gunn is, a, is, is obviously a super, super talented director uh, and a really great writer, too. And so I'm not, like, I'm not all that concerned. And honestly, I disagree with people, like, oh, is it going to be the same? I'm like, no. Suicide Squad could have been the same, the same thing as Guardians. I feel like those are two completely different fields. Yeah. But it's still quintessentially, like... James Gunn, and I feel like, you know, the new age of directors nowadays, like, in today's, like, film climate, too, is just, like, they capture that, like, that essence of, of you know, 
different stories, different feel, but still, you know what it, like you know what yeah. who direct directed. Like Ari Aster, for example, is like one of my go to favorites because like you compare Midsommar and oh. and Hereditary, Hereditary, and it was like two. Like two t- totally, completely different movies, mm-hmm. thematically different, and yet there's they still feel like Ari Aster or like Wes Anderson too. You know, that's exactly mm-hmm. what I was saying. Like Greta Gerwig's Barbie is the most anticipated movie, one of the most anticipated movies of the year, and it's just because of Greta Gerwig. <laughs> and she also like directed like what Little Women, was that? Little Women and Lady yeah. Bird, which so are like, amazing. Oh dang! Oh, I watched. Yeah, it. yeah. I had no idea. Okay, She's... I thought it was just a Barbie movie. Or, or, and, you know what? <laughs> Even on the flip side, people are excited for Nolan and Oppenheimer. Like, Even after people, a lot of people didn't like Tenet, and yet they're really excited for Oppenheimer mm-hmm. just because it's got the Nolan, Nolan name Brand, attached. Yeah. So even though some comic fans don't like his interpretation of Batman, that's stupid. I think I think I'm not. Listen, I'm not one of those fans. I'm just saying there is some debate on whether or not it's a like it's a good film but there's some debate on whether or not it's a good Batman film I hate that take uh, like, they yeah. say that with Spider-Man too it's like it's either a good film or it's not it's like this is a good film but not a good Spider-Man film like I don't get what that means yeah. at all it's like what I will say going from like seeing all these directors kind of advance and you know now we're getting a lot of movies where people are sold on the director seeing Guardian because I did rewatch like Guardians 1 and 2 leading mm-hmm. into this um, honestly, just I just had him on in the background, just just to have him. Oh, like uh, Rocky, you know? No, I watched those. <laughs> I had notes, dude. But um, watching like the evolution of James Gunn going into this, it wasn't as like stylistically unique as Suicide Squad, but like his like seeing him mature as a filmmaker and know what he wants and like the shots in this and like the mm-hmm. cinematography was absolutely stunning in so many areas. Yeah, and. And maybe just because we, we keep shitting on Quantumania a yeah. lot. <laughs> but, like, you can take actual good VFX and space stuff and actually make it look incredible and mm-hmm. visually appealing. And, like, that was one thing that I feel like we all missed from Quantumania. It was, like, the beginning was, like, oh, my gosh, this is a cool little microscopic world with... And then by the end of it, it was just a bunch of blank gray hallways that no one really cared. Like, even the one thing where that could have been a case in that prison, it was a, like, organic flesh prison yeah. like <clears throat> I, I don't know seeing him mature and like this felt a lot more like James Gunn knew what he was like it felt more like a mature James Gunn than Guardians it was, 1 it was incredible yeah it was a breath of fresh air that I think a lot finally of people needed food. finally some good fucking food <laughs> good the question is is it too little too late yep I don't think so no. <laughs> oh really I don't think so I think this is James Gunn doing his thing and then after this, I'm still not Wait. as hopeful on the rest of Marvel. Okay, I was oh. going to say, do you mean, like, the rest of Marvel going forward? Yeah, I mean, like, like, is it a little too little too late to save the hype train that is, or that was the MCU? I think a lot of people saying, like, the MCU's back, baby. I think that as soon as, like, the next thing comes out, they're, they're gonna still like, going to oh, be like, oh, yeah, we're still now. back to this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I think the next thing is Secret Wars. Secret, Secret Invasion no, is in Marvel, Marvel. the Marvels. Oh, Loki yeah. Season 2, which is going to be fun. Secret Invasion, Loki okay. Season 2. I, <laughs> see, it's okay. going to be fun, but I'm also really worried about that because the director, as far as I'm concerned, is not coming back for Season 2. At least uh, from what I read. From the first season, yeah, but the, I think it's the same showrunner. So okay. Maybe. Or maybe okay. okay, mind you, though, Doctor Who has had the same showrunner for the past couple of years, and it's been run to the ground. So 
Yeah, like having the same showrunner is not necessarily a guarantee of dog quality. So. I think it's. I think it'll be fine. <laughs> I, one thing I will say about James Gunn's directing style is the way he moves the camera. I've never seen before. Right. Mm. Like the way the camera like moved in certain shots, especially during the hallway scene with the with the one shot. I was like, how the hell is he doing that? Is well, that, the like, fact that also like most of that hallway shot was VFX, and still he made it work. Really yeah, well. I love that scene. Well, I, wanna, I can't wait till it goes out on YouTube and I can just rewatch it. Yeah. It reminds me of the opening to Guardians <laughs> Two. You know the the like it's all one take the one uh, the one take. I love that. And it was like by far it is probably one of my favorite scenes in all of cinema. Yeah. Ironically, there's always a moment like that. I feel mm-hmm. like in these Guardians movies, and it's just incredible, and I love it. Well, uh, speaking of James Gunn going off, uh, all the Guardians are still alive, and there's a new team. I wonder what you guys mm. think about the new uh, Guardians lineup so, because yeah, there might be more Guardians movies without James Gunn. So uh, that might not be soon, but that is a possibility. And the new lineup for me is... Do we know who the girl is? The girl with the magic powers? At is first she I thought she was the girl from the game. The, like, yeah, that's what I but thought, like, but she's not. I don't... Oh, she was the girl so. that was running around the... The, the wheel. The wheel. Oh. The hamster wheel. Yeah, yeah that's who Wait, it was. Wait, Ronnie, maybe this is an Ender's Game crossover. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, just, I just don't know. I don't think Guardians can... Actually, no. Guardians can work with that James Gunn because they've yeah. been in Infinity War and Endgame, and they I thought great. that they were pretty good. The whole scene with Thor and uh, the Guardians is one mm. of my favorite moments from those movies. Yeah. So. I'm going to be honest though, like, and this is just a general observation, the way, you know, because like, from what I've heard of Love and Thunder, which I didn't go safe because you know, I've heard You did not things. miss much. Um, you know, and how you know, and how Taika Waititi talked about, talked about Thor, and the same way James Gunn talk, and like all the actors for Guardians talked about uh, you know, the finality of it, and even Tom Holland talking about the finality of it. Like all the actors from phases one through four have basically said, you know, in general they've said, yeah, our character should be done. Like Tony Stark's yeah. dead, Cap's retired, and at this point I think dead as well. If He's I'm not alive mistaken. Still. No, I, I, wasn't there a funeral for uh, from Falcon and Winter Soldier though? For who? For Captain America? For Cap, wasn't there? Oh, yeah. But he was still alive, though. He's kind of, I think he is alive. Okay. Oh, I thought, I I remember that there was a funeral, too. There was a funeral. I think it was for the public, but, like, they made, like, a side thing where he's, like, off somewhere. Okay. Just relaxing. But, yeah, and, and, like, even Nick Fury, like, he's he's getting old, and it's... it's, I feel like Secret Invasion's gonna be his last... His last project. Funny enough, Sam Sam Jackson said recently that he's not leaving uh, Nick Fury anytime soon, so it won't be the end for him. Interesting. I guess he's in Marvel. Yeah, that yeah too, so that's a good point. Okay, well, okay. but yeah, I mean, you you're kind of seeing this like you know like old even Tom like Tom Holland's character like Spider Man, you know you see the 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 after effects of the snap on him or not even the snap kind of yes yeah, I like well yeah um, and actually living through consequences and honestly I think the the smartest and most cohesive thing to do. It's just to let those characters like in peace. Well, if like, cause like if you know, the new Guardians is their own team, cool. I just want them to be their own team. And if Adam Warlock just appears and be like, "Hey, I'm Adam Warlock. I'm grown up and I'm no longer a baby. I don't need my mommy anymore." That's cool. I, <laughs> <laughs> like that's cool. I, I don't need a Guardians huh? four. You know, cause like, I don't know where where do you build? The way I say it is like, where do you build off from perfection? <laughs> Quote unquote. Yeah. Right. My that, thing is they've right. been building up new teams too. Like we've got yeah. the Haley Seinfeld's um 
What's her name? Kate Bishop. The, Kate Bishop and Yelena, and like we've got the Thunderbolts coming to Young soon. Avengers. Young Avengers. Miss uh, so, Kamala. Kamala Harris. Or Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. <laughs> <laughs> we did it, Joe. We, we stopped it, Joe. Thanos. <laughs> We're in the Avengers, Joe. <laughs> Kamala Khan. <laughs> yeah, I love Kamala Khan too. Um, <laughs> we've got a bunch of new generation of superheroes, so they've got to start doing something and letting these characters go. I, I mean, guess it's just how quickly they do that. Yeah, I think they. I think they are letting characters go. Like to be fair. Like, we just had Endgame, like, two years ago. It feels like forever ago, but it was just two years ago, and most of the characters that, like, established the MCU are dead or gone. True. Well, yeah, well, but at least they got yeah. like, rid of Iron Man and Captain America like yeah. that. So. Thor, Love, and Thunder was pretty much yeah, like, setting off up for the next Thor, one. Much. Hawkeye was setting up well, the next one. Well, see, what I'm concerned Even about... Even Captain America, the Falcon Winter Soldier stuff. Hulk. See, it's interesting you mentioned <laughs> Thor, because, like, I read, I, read, <laughs> I read that, like, when... Because, like, I... From from what I've read from uh, from interviews from press release blah blah blah, it seems like Taika, well, Taika Waititi did not care for Thor three. Like he just kind of let it go. Um, but from I, I read that apparently when he went to go see in theaters and like after the after credits like oh Thor will return or something like he was shocked. Like he was yeah. genuinely just like shocked. And that's my concern. Like, I wonder if the same thing happened with Star Lord. Because I, I don't Star think so. Lord, I don't no? think so. No, I don't think so. Not James Gunn. So James Gunn is coming back for a Star Lord thing. No, no. Star-Lord will turn up in, like, an Avengers movie or something. Oh, like, okay. uh, I, I think that was, like, Thor will return without you. That's like a TD, which I think is funny. But Well, yeah, but but that's my main concern, though, is, like, you know, because the, the directors are setting up for, like, a finality, you know, to it. Um, like, we saw, I mean, we even saw that with Spider-Man, with, uh, what's his face, the, the director. Uh, John Watts? No, not John Watts, the... The one from the original Tobey Maguire. The Russell Brothers? Oh, sorry. Sam, Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. I mean, he came back for the third one for uh, for finality and, like, again, tying things up. And so, I don't know, like, it feels, again, like this clash between, like, the creative side of things, <clears throat> you know, on the director, on the hands of the director and the, and the production team, and then, like, the hands that be that feed the machine mm-hmm. wanting... You know what? Let's create another TV series with the supposedly already finale. Like you know, I think the conflict with that is creatives can't do the same thing forever. Actors can't be in the same role forever. People can't write the same things forever. But since the MCU is the beast that it is, I think that's why it's good to have new hands on the characters. Which is why I think that no matter how far along the line we might be, like have full time jobs and be adults by then, (laughs) (laughs) but like. You know, we won't own property though. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> the Guardians may come back. God, no. no, no house. <laughs> yeah. In this economy, uh, I think it, 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 if the if the MCU wasn't what it was, I would agree with you. But people have to. If people, if creatives leave, I think that's okay. But the characters have to go on somewhere if if, if they're not dead. Well, yeah. in Gamora's case, she came back, but I don't think anybody everybody can do a do a Gamora. Yeah, yeah. but. I don't know. Yeah. I just think it's the part of the machine, and if if you well, let's destroy the machine. I hate the machine. Rage against. Rage let's against rage against it. <laughs> they should have put. A song I think they're actually changing yeah. their name. Fun fact. Huh? I think they're actually changing their name. Who, rage fact. against the machine. I think so. That's like the best name of all time. Why would they that change it? That's pretty cool. Huh. So, uh, something something modern fascism. I think. Uh they just it's just a reskin. Just a reskin. <laughs> right. Pretty much. But, yeah, but. So one of the things, you know, the new Guardians team does have Adam Warlock, which I have some oh, we thoughts about. We haven't talked about him. We have not <laughs> talked about him. What do you have to say about Adam Warlock? 
So we have experience about him from the wait real quick because I gotta bounce in like two oh, minutes. Oh, so okay. okay if we, uh, like, yeah, just give your score or something. Oh yeah, right. yeah. Sorry, I have like a meeting at three thirty. Oh so shit, I, uh, I forgot. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Oh, we're all good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kaz, what are your final thoughts about the movie, and what are your final scores? We're just losing people. Final thoughts. Fantastic. Finally, some good fucking food. Hopefully, it's not too late. It got me. A, it reignited the spark a little bit for Marvel, so hopefully it won't fizzle out immediately after the next one. <laughs> um, I think I'll stick with my eight and a half. I think it was a okay. solid. Love the music, love the characters. Bittersweet ending, but I'm glad they knew how to end it instead of forcing them to carry on and just kind of, you know, beating a dead horse type of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, eight and a half. I think it was really good. Definitely nice. go watch it. Uh, skip the last few Marvel things that have come out and just skip to this and pretend which that, you can, which is really nice. Exactly, you pretend really that can. this is this is the first the, movie since Endgame. The first movie of, uh, <laughs> of what's it called? Something five. Shang- oh, that's great. Shang Chi, No Way Home. I can't say that. You're right. Yeah, no after No Way Home, watch was Black uh, Panther two. Just Black like, Panther two. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like people are like, oh, Marvel's dying, but there's been so many I good like Marvel Panther movies too. recently. It's all right. It's Ant Man right. three. It's pretty good. Adam Warlock. What did you think? So this is tough because I, I don't have a lot of like knowledge of the character I guess a little bit from the game but even from the game I don't really remember he kind of shows up at the end and is all powerful and is a little bit of a dick he's in and out and yeah. Peter and him have that like dynamic of like who's the leader which yeah. I thought was going to happen was, with Thor but uh, I, I wish it did yeah. but him being like that shift and like the expectation um, subversion of him being like a literal baby kid mm-hmm. thing it didn't really, like, it, it felt like, oh, shoot, I've been setting up that Adam Warlock's going to join eventually. I need to have him in now. And it didn't, it felt really forced to me. Before he was ready. Even though they, Before, say, that, they say that in a movie, too. It's like, he's not ready yet. Yeah. It's like, and <laughs> okay. it just felt like James Gunn was like, ah, oh, crap, I've been teasing this. If I had, like, two more movies with the Guardians, it would have made more sense. But because I have to wrap this up now before um, DC stuff, let's throw him in, have him do, like, have him rescue Quill. And that I, was about it. I, I don't think know. he worked and he didn't. Like, uh, with this movie feeling overstuffed, which I kind of feel like it is a little bit, yeah. I feel like he was a part of that fat that could have been trimmed off because his whole, like, subplot with his with his mom dying and his, like, pet is just like, dude, what the hell? The pet but, was like, great. I love the pet. I liked the pet. I just yeah. didn't think the, the subplot was, like, as applicable to the story, if that makes sense. No, and I, yeah. it was a bit of a distraction. Yeah. I mean, it was a fun distraction. It was very, it was a liked distraction, but a distraction I thought it was so funny when they were all like in the little like lineup walking towards the screen and the little guy was the like, little guy, <laughs> but, and the little joke where it's like, show him that we mean business. And he just so straight up melts the yeah, guy yeah. on the spot. I was dying. He, he works what? and he, he, I thought he was a formidable opponent. Throughout the movie, especially at the beginning where he comes in and fucks shit up. I was like, okay, that's a good point. Oh, wow. Like, okay. Adam Warlock is, he's he's basically Superman, almost. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not as invincible. But, like. Which, doesn't he also have, like, an infinity stone in his head? They never he explore that. And I okay. said that in the pre-watch Which, thing. I, was I like, guess in what? Loki, they're like, yeah, there's just 12, there's just a bunch of these they're stones. Paperweights. They're paperweights. <laughs> I feel like that's just, like, a cop-out, like, oh, we don't know what to the do. The multiverse with the is a cop-out for, like, everything. everything. That is that's true. why it's annoying to actually care about stuff well, and in Marvel everything everywhere all at once that well, that's perfect and we can't talk about that's it. not a cinematic universe though so exactly. that's a little bit different it's a yeah it's, um, a, it's perfection is what it is yeah I, I 
I, I thought he worked and he did. I thought Walt Poulter did a really good job. Oh, he kills it. Like I'm excited to see what he does. Were hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, for, for having a mom, like, be a quintessential mummy character, <laughs> like, he... He did a phenomenal Which, job. It took me forever to figure out who that actor, the actress was for mm-hmm. the mom. And she's like my favorite character in Tenet. Isn't, isn't she so. Gwyneth Paltrow? That is no. not Gwyneth no. Paltrow. No. <laughs> I don't know. Definitely I just not. assume every long-haired blonde lady is Gwyneth <laughs> is Paltrow. Paltrow. <laughs> I don't know. No, she's... I just she, thought it was the goop herself. You she know? plays the mom in Tenet. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen Tenet. I've seen it's Tenet. It's a beautiful I movie. It's perfect. Don't... Um, Action scenes were Inception was good. better. I haven't As seen Inception. I should see Inception. Tenet. I haven't seen Inception. Wow, that's, that's a, a wow. I like the the action scenes in Tenet. Sorry to get sidetracked. Were really inventive. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you only have to watch it like four times before you start understanding. Yeah, I watched like <laughs> I explained. I was like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but once it clicks, dude, it clicks, and it's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. But no, I was gonna say though on 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 the note on Adam Warlock is it's. I was, I was kind of in the same boat. Like, it worked and it didn't work. Funnily enough, like, so here's, so here's my thing. I think part of the reason why it didn't work, and one of the biggest reasons why it didn't work for me, is because fan expectation tends to kill things for me. Like, all throughout WandaVision, and even before WandaVision, and, like, after Thanos, like, after Thanos, there was this entire thing, like... And I met, I genuinely met a Marvel fan that's like, oh, it's going to be Mephisto. It's going to be Mephisto. Mephisto's going to be so Like, that era, like that. (laughs) And then they eventually did the Richard Boner, I think his name was. Uh Ralph Boner. Ralph Boner. Boner. No, that gap of time between, like, like Endgame and, like, where the Spider-Man movies and WandaVision and Loki came in. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Mephisto. Like, shut the fuck up. It's the same thing with Guardians. (laughs) It's like, Adam Warlock, shut up. Guardians 2, Adam Warlock, shut up. End credits. Okay, and then maybe. Guardians 3, it's like, <laughs> okay, Guardians. Adam Warlock, but it's completely different than what you think. Okay. Yeah. And I think, I feel like if it wasn't for fan expectation that has been here since 2012, 2013, I think it would have worked a lot better because I think it would have been like, oh, yeah, he baby. It makes sense. Well, considering the fact that this has been a buildup of like literally a decade now, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's for me is where I'm like, I can't like it's and it's another Ralph Boner expectation of like, oh my gosh! I think this worked a lot better than fucking it worked Ralph a lot better. It was like it was less, it was less of a fuck you. Is, yeah, is like because because Ralph Boner was essentially, huh, you really thought mutants were ever gonna be in the MCU? Fuck you! And then in the next couple shows are like, oh yeah, actually there are mutants. Kamala Khan um, is Kamala, a mutant. Kamala mm-hmm. Khan's a mutant, guys. Uh, so. I have to disagree with you, Stefan. I when fan expectations, I feel like the Mephisto situation was way different from the. Adam Warlock situation because we actually saw Adam Warlock in the flesh with Mephisto. We never really got any concrete evidence for him at all. (laughs) Dude, the rabbit. Let's go. (laughs) But like, with the MCU, you're just gonna have fan expectations. Like, I don't know. It's like, especially when you're yeah. (laughs) Then kill off the fans. (laughs) Their characters here too. No one will pay them, and they can't make any movies anymore. Good. (laughs) This new face has been shit. Yeah, it's been hit or miss. But uh, my main point is, like, with when you're adapting something from any other medium, like the comics to the MCU, you're going to mm-hmm. have expectations. And oh, oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, my biggest thing with Moon Knight was expectations because I figured that I, I got really deep into all the theories and all of the new Rockstar stuff of how all of what we've been seeing in Moon Knight is actually fake and in his head, and that's why that, <laughs> like, that explains this, like, plot error, and that explains this plot hole, and that explains mm-hmm. why this absolutely impossible thing happened 
and then eventually that was Alert, not true, the, and it ruined DC, the show for me. All the DC fanboys when Joker first came out, and it had like little to nothing to do with Batman. <laughs> <laughs> like it all connects. Yeah. <laughs> like this is the same Joker from. I'm like, dude, no. And then now Harley Quinn's in the second one. Like, ah, see, we were right, <laughs> and it's gonna connect with <laughs> with the, the Batman. That movie's gonna bang. It's going to be so good. It's going to be I so good. I just know it. Joker 2, mark just... my fucking words. 10 out of 10 movie coming up. And if it, if I'm wrong, um, I, I never said that. Well, um, I don't know the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, let's do uh, closing thoughts and scores. So, stop. Why am I first? Jackson. I'll go first. No. I, I rate this a high 9, maybe like a 9.3, 9.4, somewhere around there. Not quite a 9.5, but, you know, high nines. <laughs> okay. I'll say um, it's tough because, like, I mean, I, well, even when we got out of Guardians 3, I was like, I'm glad we're recording this a couple days later because I still have so many thoughts. And mm-hmm. I still have so many thoughts, and I can't wait to rewatch it. Because with Guardians 2, I rewatched it and realized, because I hated Guardians 2 when I first watched what it. What the fuck? I hated what it. What is wrong with such a I put it over two. I mean, over one. I do, too. Like, I rewatched it. I was oh, like, I don't okay. know what I was on. But this is actually amazing. Drugs, okay. apparently. Apparently. Uh, as, like, a 16-year-old. But oh, damn. <laughs> watching Guardians 3, I was like, I walked out of it. I was like, this is probably my favorite one. I still think so. And I think rewatching it will just bring that out. And so I think probably, like, a 9 out of 10 as well. Yeah. I will agree with what I said in the pre-stuff uh, and 9 out of 10. That was a perfect send-off for the Guardians as we know them. Yes. And it sets up the Guardians as we may know them in the future. And... What do you think they're going to do? You kind of mentioned this earlier mm-hmm. with uh, Peter Quill. Are they going to bring him into like an Avengers thing or is it just going to be like a little side story of him dealing with Earth stuff? For I like, doubt it would be a side story. I think he's going to be like in a mainline film like Avengers, like Secret Wars. Everybody's going to everybody's gonna be there. Everybody's going to be there, yeah. Or like, I don't know, just like appear in different projects. I just okay. The way that they send it like – Peter Quill will, will return. Obviously, no, Star Lord is what they start. The legendary Star Lord, which is also a good send off because at the very beginning it was like Star Lord, man. Like oh, that was yeah. the first thing. Yeah. That's that's, that's the, a really I good full that. circle. I I don't know. I feel like, and maybe I'm I'm pulling at strings here. I feel like it's like they do that so that like later on, if they don't really have a space for Peter Quill Star Lord, they can like be like. Well, we technically didn't lie. Star Lord did come back. It's just not Peter Quill's Star Lord. I don't think so. Star Lord. <laughs> I will also say, I would really love a miniseries of just uh, Peter Quill getting adapted to human culture again with his grandpa. That's what I want. That whole little argument with him about like the lawnmower. That's why mm-hmm. I kind of want just a side story of Peter Quill having to adapt to real life on Earth. But I know that's imagine not him happen. getting an uh, getting an iPhone. Oh Lord. Right? Oh, my God. With How many songs music? can fit on this thing? <laughs> like, millions? They have what? a Steve Jobs want, opera now? <laughs> I just want, like, a whole hour and a half thing of him discovering music and then going to, like, a record shop and buying music and then cassettes and then CD. I would say that that would happen if James Gunn was still in the MCU and did, like, a holiday special type of thing. Yeah. With holiday Peter special. Quill. I haven't seen but a holiday special yet. That's, that's where, when they announced that announced, Peter and yeah. Mantis were brother or sister, mm. which they like, Mentioned once in the movie, and it's like, yeah, it. we're brother and sister. I'm like, I feel like this needs a little bit more explanation for like anybody who hasn't watched the holiday special. I feel like it was good enough where it's like, if you've seen it, you know what they're talking about. If not, you're like, wait, what? I guess that I guess that makes sense. And then, but that also Maybe. means that you've sure. watched Guardians two recently because Mantis is technically created from ego. Yeah, that's tough. Ego's such a interesting. The way they adapted him in Guardians two, that was my biggest problem. 
I don't know if I want to get into it. Because you find like a giant CGI planet and it was dumb. But then if you take a look back and realize the more human aspect of it for Peter Quill, Mm -hmm. that's when I was like, okay, this does. You didn't get the human aspect of the first time. I, I we're 16 really. years old, man. <laughs> How the hell did you? I got her on the first look, I, was, look, I was trying to look past the stupidness. I guess the silliness, not the stupidness. The kind of silliness of like Peter Quill has all these god powers and can turn into Pac-Man and all of a sudden. And then that was a bit weird. You kind of have to strip that down and realize, oh, there's like a human story behind all of this nonsense. I got a more of a human story from here. Listen, Pixels was a funny story. I don't find any heart in I Pixels. Think, I forgot Pixels even came out. Dude, why would you remind me that Pixels came out? Um, let, let's wrap this up. Uh, yeah. uh, that was Wishful Thinking, everyone. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed listening to our unsolicited opinions. Also, if you haven't already, follow us on Instagram at the Geek Wave, oh, D.GeekWave, Twitter at the underscore GeekWave, and TikTok at the GeekWave. And our website is thegeekwave.com. If you want to keep in touch with Utecast, their Instagram is Ute.cast, maybe? Something like that. Okay, you diecast. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode of Wishful Thinking.